Hello, everyone, and as always, welcome to Sup Talk Radio. My first guest needs no introduction whatsoever. He is a three-time winner, brand of the year, and is always my wingman, my pilot. Robic, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Sean. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, guys. And my other guest is actually blessing us. He's coming out from the FDA-proof bunker to spend an hour with us. Probably the number one reviewer out there on YouTube. And uh, I'm glad to, glad to have him on the show and glad to have him as a friend. Allow me to introduce TJ from Fitness Deal News. Hey, Sam. Thank you. Yeah. Out of the FDA-proof bunker yeah, in the office. Guys, so before we go into supplements and everything else, I want to just enter this podcast hot here. And I want to talk a little bit about the whole swimmer, I'm going to say scandal, but the whole female swimmer thing that's going on. Um, I know, Robic, you and I both have female, I should say, daughters. So we may be a little bit close to this. But I know, TJ, you posted something. I mean, do one of you guys want to start with your feelings and we'll kind of talk it out yeah. a little bit? Well, TJ was the one who posted first, so uh, lead the way. Yeah, sure. I think I... Listen, the first, uh, it's interesting because I think the first uh, thing that hit me when I looked at it is that women have been fighting for equality in sports for 100 years only to start seeing sports dominated by men, to see women's sports dominated by men. And I'm not saying that Leah is not a woman. She is now a woman, but she was a man. And she, and, and you know, when you cut your dick off, it doesn't uh, cut off all the muscles and the bone structure and everything you built over 20 years. And, and I am so in, I wouldn't have a, here's how flexible I am on with this thing. I wouldn't, would have zero problem if my son decided to be a transgender and turn into a woman. I would literally have zero problem as long as he's happy. But seriously, it's just unfair. I think it's mostly unfair to women. This is my mm -hmm. biggest problem. It's mostly unfair to women athletes. If I'm a woman athlete, I've worked all my life and I've, I've trained and suddenly someone comes in that has clearly an unfair advantage, then I, I just think it's uh, I just think it's stupid. By the way, they should have trans I, and, and I don't think there's enough science to prove anything. I just know that men are stronger than women. They're bigger than women. They're bigger than women. Forget stronger. Forget level of testosterone. They're just bigger and stronger. And so it, I just don't understand. They should have transgender leagues, I guess, and where people can compete evenly. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And again, zero problem with the with the concept or the notion or the or the freedom piece of it zero literally less than zero but i think it's uh it's just unfair to women yeah i think i think tj i mean pretty much nailed it everybody has a choice and you know uh whether you want to be a man or a woman listen at, at the end of the day i can call myself a dog i mean that's fine that's my right to say whatever the fuck i want to say whether you perceive me as one and where i am one that's a whole other issue you know that's a whole other thing uh if somebody wants uh, to be you know if a man wants to be a woman woman wants to be a man by, by all means you know what i mean the technology is there whatever you feel whatever you you believe you are i mean that's fine however you cannot make me accept you you cannot make me accept you you know being a certain uh, way just because you identify yourself as such because you know what I mean at the end of the day uh, as a heterosexual man I'm attracted to women and um, you know just before because you claim to be a woman but you were or are a man I will not see you that way I'm sorry you know what I'm, I, I have to be 
I have to be honest about it. And, uh, you know, uh, what TJ said, you know, about swimming, I mean, we use swimming as an example, but what about if a man decides to be a woman and now enters boxing or, uh, or you know, or MMA or something like that? There's a clear... Actually, it happened in the MMA. It happened, there was yeah. A, yeah, there was. was. And now yeah, weightlifting but, also. It's a clear advantage. It's a clear advantage. It's a very dangerous advantage. It's, uh, you know, we're walking a fine line and... When people are saying, you know, a bunch of people sent me messages regarding what TJ posted, and I posted as well, and they asked, you know, specifically about this podcast, like, how far are we going to go? Listen, I think, people, you don't understand. We're not trying to be controversial. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, like, acting a bit like a, as an attorney right now for both myself and TJ. We didn't choose to be, you know, attacking you or anything like that. We're just calling you out because a lot of people, a lot of people are yes men and they're scared to to tell the truth. And just because we do, you know, there is a certain uh, perception. And I was already told by one person, you cannot say anything out loud about, you know, your opinion about female becoming male or male becoming female. Uh, last time I checked, you know, we live in a free country and I can express myself the way I want. The bottom line is that person whether he perceives or she perceives himself herself as a man or a, or a woman was ranked 462nd i believe as a male uh swimmer yeah, right like now that. right now ranked number one i mean you don't go from 462 to number one overnight there are skills there is a genetic pool there is a testosterone level and they all play a huge huge part in this and you know as a six foot two female you're gonna enter something like a cage or you're gonna enter something like a boxing ring against somebody who weighs the same as you but is a lot shorter a lot weaker i mean we're talking this is dangerous somebody can get badly hurt and like tj said you train your entire life for something and all of a sudden that is taking away from you because somebody decided to be a female or identifies himself as a female and basically that's it. it's just disrespectful to women that have been training so hard and they elite at what they do and all of a sudden somebody who is olympic olympic champion is losing to leah i mean come on yeah so i was just doing a little research before we came on and one of these swimming governing bodies just put into effect this week that if you're in the transgender you need to be on estrogen for at least three years plus to compete. Leah did not meet that criteria, but because it's the middle of the season, they're not going to implement it and can let, allow her to continue to swim. And again, yeah. for those of you that but know I me, some of you don't. Sean, you know? But even I'm there, Sean, even there, because I've done after the this uh, thing, I actually read a bit. Even there, there's not conclusive science around whether if you take three years of testosterone or estrogen, sorry, or 50 years. If you actually, uh, how much of your abilities as a man, as a previous man, do you actually lose, and is it an equal playing field? I think it's a very, it's a very complex topic, right? It's a, it is yeah. a complex topic in the sense of you could argue, say, hey, listen, she's now a woman. I'll give you the counter uh, argument, by the way. Here's the counter argument, even though I don't subscribe to it, but here's a counter argument if I had to represent someone, and I would say, hey, listen, there's races who are genetically more blessed by definition, right? So how about we just decide that if there's a race that's genetically more blessed, 
they shouldn't compete with, with races that are genetically less blessed because they have a competitive advantage because their structure, their bone structure, their sizes, their muscle structure. Where do you put the line? If society decided that Leah is now a woman, then yes, she's genetically blessed. I, that I do not, I don't think that that's controversial. She is, mm -hmm. by definition, genetically blessed compared to other women because she was a man, right? But there's also men that are genetically blessed compared to other men, by definition. So what are we doing now? Are we now just deciding that it's based on your gene pool? And if your gene pool is more genetically blessed, you shouldn't compete with people who are not as... I think it's a, that's where the line is. That if I had to yeah. do a counter-argument, I would say, hey, how about that? Hey, by the way, we're uh, Robic and I are Jewish. You know, Jews don't jump very high. So we shouldn't have people who jump very high uh, next to us. How's that? Right? So yeah, that, that would be the counter-argument. I don't think there really is a right or wrong. I mean, obviously, this is going to be a precedent, but it'll be interesting to see how much further precedents like these become prevalent over the next years during our generation. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, if you take, because a lot of us kind of like either following or sort of involved with bodybuilding, you have a women's bodybuilding division and you have a male's bodybuilding division. Uh, the biggest, baddest, the, the, the most ripped female bodybuilder on the planet who is a Miss Olympia, if you throw her to compete against men, I mean, her placing a top 10, it's going to be very, very, very unlikely. You know, yep. as a female, she's superior to other females based on, you know, of course, genetics uh, and drugs and whatnot. It's just uh, like the, the, the argument can always be present, uh, presented. Uh, TJ is right on this one, of course. But the thing is, is that at one point or another, we have to draw a line because I just, yeah. I just feel like, you know what, somewhere the, uh, the line has to be drawn. And, you know, it's the same thing as like, you know, in some states in United in United States, you can shoot somebody just for entering your property. In other okay. states, you know, it takes a little bit more than that. Your life has to be in danger. Uh, the decision, right and wrong, well, that's unfortunately decided for us, depends on where you live. And we could yeah. be arguing about it like day and night, but, you know, there, there is no uh, winning or losing this one. Yep, yep. So no, fair topics. So I think most most everybody that's attending this podcast know you both, but how did you guys meet? Was it just reviewer doing products or is there more backstory to that between you both? I actually remember the exact moment. I was, uh, we were, uh, I think the company existed for about maybe two or three years and we were just selling out of the gym. And I think like maybe two or three stores reached out to us and they said they want to carry the products. We saw it somewhere. Um, I didn't know anything about reviews. I did not know anything about the industry, like, you know, the, the deeps and, 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 and all the insides and outs. So, uh, I was actually in LA and I was in LA, I believe with Carolina went to LA for some reason. And, um, she was getting Starbucks and I was sitting in a car I was just playing on YouTube. And at that moment, TJ's review just popped and he was reviewing a neutral bio uh i think it was vanilla protein if i'm not mistaken i have no idea who this guy is i'm like what the fuck is this like this does not even look real because i've seen a few reviews by the other channels and i was always very very suspicious that something funky is going on because i mean you can't go wrong with neutrobio neutrobio is like the king you know of everything they do it's amazing. All of a sudden, this guy who is talking about to jump out of my phone is uh, 
is like saying that it's it's not a good tasting protein. I mean, that he's disappointed. I'm like, the fuck is wrong with him? I, and I, I agreed with him, and I know a lot of people agreed with him, but nobody said it out loud. And I couldn't get over it. Like, what the fuck is this? And I remember we got back to, to New Jersey, and I'm like, listen, we have some good products. I mean, we only have like three products, but they're pretty good. And Hooligan at that point, oh, I think we already had Assassin, was fucking crucified by pretty much everybody. Like, everybody was like, listen, so this guy's going to crucify it too. Might as well just send it to him, maybe. And I reached out to TJ, uh, I think through Instagram, and he goes, yeah, give me a call. Called, and, uh, you know, I found out that he's from Israel also. So, I mean, obviously, there is a connection as well. And kind of hit it off. Uh, but there was no... The, f- the first thing I already knew, I guess, I, I guess, you know, I I didn't tell the whole truth. Obviously, I knew that there are money involved in in reviews. And that's that, you know, that that aspect does exist. Uh, he never asked me for money. He never said anything about the money. He's just said, you know, send it to me and that's it. We had a very, very cool conversation about various topics I sent him. All of a sudden, the review comes out. I'm like, it's a positive review. Like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, it's always took me by surprise. And ever since then, you know, I mean, we became very good friends. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot. Uh, you know, I never hide the secret that TJ actually advised on many products. On uh, You know, he gave marketing advice and I would always like I always give credit where credit due, and I think the company wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for TJ's involvement. And um, the good thing about it is, like, I always felt like I have to defend our relationship. But the truth is, nobody actually ever attacked me, so I don't even know <laughs> what I'm trying to defend. It like, you know what? We're not paying TJ; he's just a friend. Like, nobody's even asking me that. So I'm like, I got finally to that point. Like, you have to relax because. People within the industry, they know the truth. Even if they're not saying it, they know who is corrupted and who is not corrupted. And I think, like, at this point, I'm so relaxed that, you know, I'll give them a call and I'll say, TJ, you know what? We're going to be coming up with this product. Uh, it's not a review. It's, uh, it's a sample. It's a flavor. It's a formula. It's a something. I just want your opinion. And as he says, yeah, send it to me. I'll send it to him. There were times where he would tell me, you know what, you have to back off certain things. Like he did actually, he's responsible for the fact that Assassin is not as crazy because he was the one who said like, listen, just tone it down on Alpha Yo. And uh, we tried different versions. And, you know, so at this point, the relationship is so we are friends and he helps me. Sometimes we disagree on things, but it's always done in a respectful fashion. But like I said, you know, I don't have to make an excuse being friends with somebody just because other friends in the industry are getting compensated for their friendship. Right. I actually remember that neutral bio review. It's a, it's a long time ago. By the way, it's not yeah. that I said it wasn't tasty. I totally went crazy there. That, that I would try to be nice. It was, it was very nasty. It was disgusting. That, that well, was it, it was vanilla, right? I, I can't remember if it was vanilla yeah, or chocolate vanilla. or something, but I know it tasted like shit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's <coughs> yeah. I think the the review. So we met. That's exactly Robert remembers the how things uh, folded um, better than me. But yeah, that sounds right. I think also at the time there wasn't a lot. You know, from a review perspective, Priceflow was doing reviews, um, and then th- there wasn't a lot of activity. There's definitely a bit more people around today, 
And uh, I think there's more appreciation of the impact that, uh, you know, like review channels can have. And I think one of the things that Robert just mentioned, which is uh, actually very interesting, I, I say that to brands and, and definitely with Robic. Once, if, if I get, this is one of the advantages with a phone, for example, a lot of the reviews with a phone when I do them, I've already tried the product like a hundred times in the sample phases, right? So I'm not surprised when stuff comes out. And if yeah, I'm sorry to, to, to interrupt. In fact, we did not release, we don't have a date, we don't have anything, but TG already tried Assassin 8, which was like right. six months ago. Yeah. Yeah, because, and I think that that's uh, something that is, uh, you know, helps definitely in that regard. But yeah, I think interestingly enough, there's, um, you can create, a, you can create a relationship that is friendship, but that is friendship based and also have a very unbiased uh, approach to things. Definitely if you have uh, access to, to the stuff before it comes out, but also, you know, I would not, not say that something hits hard. If it doesn't hit hard, it can be good without hitting hard. Or it can be good without, uh, you know, without causing you a heart attack. So it's it's been, uh, but it's been, dude. What has it been now? Now that Sean is asking this thing, when was the first opponent review? Is it two years ago? Three years ago? What is no, probably. I would say probably about four years ago. I just don't remember when oh, it was Wolfgang or Assassin. But I, I think it was about four years ago, maybe even longer. Wow. Yeah. So the company is seven years old. We really started to make kind of noise about four or five years ago. So I would say around that. Crazy. That's how long? Time. How long have you been doing reviews? I mean, what made you get into it? I was. Uh, I, I actually. It's funny. I was sitting with my kids. And I went back to my to my first uh, like ten reviews. Oh my god! So cringe, terrible. <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, I started doing this. I think like I posted the first reviews probably like uh, sixteen. I think two thousand sixteen or something like that. But uh, I wasn't. Um, I, I went. So we have fitness deal news, right? Which is uh, the deal site. And really at the beginning, when I decided to do reviews was more around helping people really like we do with fitness dealers is all about helping people make smart decisions about, you know, where to find the best prices and deals and stuff like that, save money. So the reviews was, hey, if there's something that uh, people are going to buy, whether on a deal or not, better help them understand if it's if it's worth it or not. That was the that was really the approach from the get go. And that's how we started. So I never thought. I remember even sitting because I'm in tech, right? Like this whole uh, fitness stuff for me is uh, is a cute hobby, but uh, I'm uh, I'm in, I'm in tech for 30 years now. So uh, I remember even my wife sitting and telling me a few years back, saying, "And Robic, you can visualize Sigal saying this." Like she said, "Why are you wasting so much fucking time on this shit? This is taking you so long to do this stuff, like you know, to edit the videos and posting them and doing all that stuff." Because it was like a small thing. It wasn't that important. So that's how I got into it. And then, you know, it became a thing after after uh, a year or so. It was very slow at the beginning and then it became a thing. And I remember the first, uh, the first review that, you know, I would say was my... Because I did all sorts of, you know, not... I wasn't like the steam junkie reviews type thing from the get-go. The first... Uh, the first one that got in was Eros White. When uh, I did the original Eros oh, White, wow. which is gone by now, um, that thing, that's where, I think that's where Fitness News, the YouTube channel, like moved moved up uh, another level because I was also the first, because uh, uh, the, the channel started 
really after Craze or Jacked or all this stuff that uh, they were out. So the air is white, which, and this is really where this channel started. I'm saying in a couple of aspects, one discovery, and this is really, I think what people appreciate on these review channels is discovery, like knowing that something is out, understand, like yeah. even just that's why Shane at Stacked is so successful. It's discovery, right? You want to know what's out. So the reviews give you that access to know what's out uh, on the, let's say more edgy stuff. And Erez was really one of them. Uh, and that review blew up and then, yeah, that's it. From there, it's mostly, mostly what we're doing right now. So yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting journey. And I think for me also, because it's not my main thing, right? That's why I wouldn't give a fuck about saying if something sucks or not. I, mean, I just don't give a shit. Like, seriously, it's not, uh, I don't know anything, anyone, uh, anything. I don't need anyone's favors. Um, so that's why there's zero oral activity on the reviews. Are you? Uh, do you have the most review, uh, most uh, followers out of everybody? Because you're oh, like thirty some thousand, right? Yeah, by far. I think uh, we have on the channel. Uh, if you add up everyone together, it's uh, we have more. So it's not. Uh, yeah, but there's a lot of good uh, stuff out there. I mean, Ari from uh, Garage Imam is my favorite uh, channel to watch. Honestly, I uh, yeah, I love watching him. Yeah, there's good stuff out there. There's there's good people. The review bros are doing uh, a lot of work also. We just, uh, I mean, we started early. There were bigger. I don't know if you guys remember, but I'll Pump You Up was the biggest one when, when I started. Yeah, Tim Uriello. It was huge. It was like 100,000 subscribers every, or something like that. I think they still have 100,000 subscribers. Just no one watches the channel. Price flow was bigger, right? They, um, but they went, uh, you know, to uh, to a different place. And uh, yeah, but it's been it's been a journey. It's a lot of work. This shit. That's why when I see review channels that post every day, you know, like uh, Ari and stuff, dude, you know that, Sean. You you do it. It's not yeah, a lot I, of I fucking work. It, Eddie and I talk about it for muscle players. I don't know how Ari's not burning himself out trying to do it every day. No, yeah, you know, I have it's a full time job work, like you. Right? I try to get one a week. Yeah, I do. I do twice a week, and and I sometimes I miss and. And I always like, uh, it's just, also, it's also a mindset. I guess it's also depends on how many things you do in a day. Like I do like 500. So this is one of them. So our Polish brother here is checking in and I don't know if he's referring to you or me, TJ. Oh, I think to me, by the way, I'm the oldest one in the group. So by definition, I get the grandpa. Lukas, <laughs> you so sweet. <laughs> yeah. So here's, here's a, I don't buy anything until TJ reviews it. Thank you for what you do, sir. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate you. Um, and then I guess, Robert, you might be closer to this too. Have your Sparta Nutrition's coming back? Uh, actually, Shane just mentioned it. Um, yeah, oh, I, I really like the OG Sparta, though. Yeah, like Sparta yeah. Sparta. yeah, but but you know what? In terms of uh, opinion in it, I don't have one. I mean, I guess good luck. I mean, that's all I can say. I just. Uh, I, I think like uh, because my philosophy is slightly different. Uh, I believe in evolution. I think uh, you know you start you start a brand, and I think you're supposed to, or at least I believe I'm supposed to get better and consistently better, whether it's with products, with releases, and whatnot. Um, they 
they started, I think, off very, very strong. Then for whatever reason, which I'm not aware of, I guess, maybe TJ knows, they kind of fell off and now they want to rebrand or restart. And I think they already had like two or three restarts, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I mean, just all I can say is just good luck. I mean, I, I don't know anything else. Yeah, I think that the challenge is, we, Robert, Robert and I talked about this stuff in a couple of other occasions, not this context of Sparta, but you need to have an identity. I think at some point they try to like sort of pivot their identity. And it's, yeah. you can find a lot of uh, examples in, uh, in history, not just in the supplement world where you try to, it's almost like changing uh, sex, right? It's very hard to change genetics. It's not always successful. So there's, uh, they tried to move from that hardcore identity really, you know, really, really on the edge of things, which I think that's where they were super successful and did some good stuff to try to change it to, to, to something else. And I, I don't think that there's not a lot of examples where it, where it works. I mean, I, I haven't had a lot of uh, interaction with them over the last, whatever, five years. What is it? Since Train, I think. Yeah. Like, since Train was out. So... It's and good that you're back Let's see which identity is back. So I know, I know Nick, and I guess I guess legal troubles possibly with some of the collabs they have that now have moved on to other companies. I don't, I don't know how collabs work. Like I'm sure there's exclusivity rights and whatnot, but there's got to be a, an expiration on them, I'm sure. You, you know what? We, we talked about this, actually. <laughs> That's the first time that I'm going to, I guess, bring it up. But, uh, you know, take Ron Kramer, for example, right? So... Uh, uh, before even I, I talked to him a few times, obviously, we have a few products with with nitrates. And uh, before I even got into it, uh, everybody was saying how scary Ron is and Ron, Ron is suing this one and Ron is suing that one. And he's mean and everybody was like fucking shitting their pants every time his name would pop up. Um, I, I got to talk to him and, and I, I can't say we are friends or anything like that, but um, I, I would say that we probably have a very decent relationship and mutual respect and understanding uh the bottom line is if you think about it um who is he suing and why is he suing typically i mean he probably misfired once or twice possibly i don't know but uh, other than that it's uh in most cases he's winning those uh lawsuits and i think the reason why he's winning those lawsuits because you're doing something fucking wrong you know yeah. i mean uh, at the end of the day, you know, this industry, there are a lot of people who are, uh, I, I don't know, um, maybe violating certain agreements or uh, doing something they're not supposed to do. Um, and in terms of Sparta, could get into legal trouble. I mean, it's not just Sparta. There are a lot of, uh, you know, there are a lot of companies that are doing things that are, you know, not exactly 100% kosher, so to speak. So I think, you know, before you release any product, before you do anything, whether it's an ingredient or whether it's uh, it's a collab or something like that, or you're stealing somebody's idea, you know, just make sure maybe to check with your partners and your associates and, you know, and maybe even your legal team or something like that, because sometimes it can cross the line and sometimes it can go a little bit too far. And, uh, you know, then you end up paying the consequences. So, in terms of Sparta, I think uh, what TJ just mentioned, you know, they sort of lost their identity. And I think that they went a little bit a different route, which to yeah. me personally, I never understood with any company that would do that because you're successful at something. Stay the fuck in your own place. Stay in your own lane. Yeah, you know, stay stay the fucking course is a good thing. You know, if it works. You know, uh, I remember when uh, we did something like Resistance, you know, uh, the immune system product. And some people were like, well, that's not a poem. No, it is. 
we it's still a fucking fully toast product it's still like not everything we do is hooligan and assassin but the identity and what we do you know we're not trying to go mainstream we're not trying to cut corners you, you already know if it's a pawn or even like morphogen or like a pro you're probably gonna get a product that is like fully dosed and uh you know does what it's supposed to do but uh, these companies going from and I've, we've seen it before somebody puts up this amazing pre-workout and one company especially comes to mind i won't name who they are because it's not actually important what is important they had this amazing pre-workout about seven or eight years ago i think before upon so probably eight maybe even nine they had an incredibly good pre-workout that we were selling at the gym and everybody was buying it Fuck, i might just say it uh, it was by prosops um dr jackal or baby no hide i think hide yep. Okay. and that pre-workout was absolutely amazing it was a hard-hitting pre-workout everybody loved it and then people started coming to upon and saying like oh this doesn't hit anymore this is not the same this is not the same i don't know all the fucking ins and outs i didn't know how the industry works and i was arguing with people like what the fuck are you talking about it's the same product same label same everything yeah it's exactly the same product finally after so many people you know came forward and said well it's not the same I looked at the supplements facts at the ingredients and I noticed that they changed the formula you know they kind of softened up a little bit whether it's yeah. to cut corners because they were trying to save money or they tried to go more mainstream I don't know why they did it but the thing is is that I never personally understood uh I know Prosops is a very successful company so who am I to say otherwise but I always believe you know what uh Mercedes should remain Mercedes, you know, <laughs> Kia should remain Kia. You have your market, you have your you have your customer base and everything else, and they trust you to release the best product in that category. So don't cheat them, in my opinion. And you know, by switching to something cheaper or different, you're already popular. Just fucking try and grow that popularity and try to be the best you can be. And I think that that's a recipe for success. Yeah, I think what mostly happens, and that's what happened with Sparta, and and I think I think, and and definitely with Prosops, is that you enjoy a very uh, you enjoy success or early success in a in a niche market, which is sort of the extreme high end, and then you just want to go, you want you hit the ceiling, right? You hit the ceiling of that niche market, and you want to expand. And when you want to expand internationally or even nationally, and you want to go into GNC or Vitamin Shop or whatever, or just Amazon even, right? You just have to uh, become compliant. And then that's where... But by the way, there's a couple of companies that have done this transition without losing their identity. And I think that's, that's very important. I mean, Redcon 1, which I mean has a lot of other problems, obviously. But, uh, but putting that aside, they started really more on the hardcore, the MHA, the total war and all that stuff. And like sort of slowly transitioned into mass market without losing their core identity, I think, of what they were supposed to be. But they I were think. very smart and they did it very smoothly and nice. They did it gradually yeah. and they kept the branding and they did try to be cute. And, and I think that they've done a good job from a marketing perspective, but it doesn't happen very often. I think Sparta, Olympus, by the way, that's another one. They went like totally crazy on the uh, like uh, you know shifting gears into something that is more uh, compliant. It's very tough. In any case, it's very hard to tell a story in this industry. So once you have a story going, once you have a story going, to pivot from that story is a very risky proposition anyway. Yep. Yep. So we'll go through some questions here, guys. A lot of good ones. Uh, Robic, what was the motivation behind the new intro workout? And I guess I'll follow up with how's it moving. 
mm, better than expected, to be honest, because um, we actually, that's the second time in a row that uh, we kind of made a mistake. I guess I can take the blame for it because uh, we're going back to Lionheart, which was just, actually, that's the third one now. Uh, first was Egg Protein that, uh, you know, both DJ and I, we talked about it and we were blown away. DJ is pretty good at predicting things and, you know, giving advice. And even he was surprised that we were both like shocked that the fact that Egg Protein, which was supposed to be this one time hit, all of a sudden became a mega hit and kind of stayed. And now we're going to have two more, um, you know, flavors that are coming out. So that was number one. Number two was Lionheart because that was basically a sequel to Kumite, which was probably our slowest selling product. But the miscalculation was is that Kumite was pretty much done about two years ago, and we only had one batch <laughs> of about like a thousand units that we were selling for about two years. So we thought that, you know, even though there is demand from fighters and endurance athletes, it's not quite the same. So when uh, the idea of reformulation came up, you know, I completely changed everything from pills to powder to nitrates to the look to the name, everything. But still, you know, there was hesitation. Yeah, that's not exactly the pre-workout that is upon. We have the non-stem, which is great, but we also have strong stem. This is like literally a little bit more of a daily driver, um, you know, endurance athletes. Not exactly something that we are, you know, we're known for, even though the formula is loaded. So we didn't order a lot. It was like a minimal, minimal, minimal amount until the hype started like building up even a week before the release. And then of course, you know, I actually called TJ on that one. I was like, I don't know if we should be sending you this because this is like completely different. You know, you can make an excuse for non-STEM. Uh, when it comes to STEM junkie, I mean, I don't think anyone can beat TJ on delivering, you know, the benefits of a pre-workout. And he goes to me, no, no, send it. And I, 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 I sent it to him anywhere, to be honest with you. Usually I'm not nervous when I send stuff to TJ because I know that we have good product and I know that he's honest and he will deliver. But this one, I was like, shit, I don't know. This one makes me nervous. When his review came out and, uh, you know, and, and other stores and people saw the product and they tried it, literally exploded. And, you know, I called the manufacturer and started begging for more flavors and to speed up the production because we are running out of stock. And uh, with over the top, it's basically a kitchen sink. Everything is thrown into it, but it's not where it doesn't make sense. It actually makes sense. Everything is like was very, very carefully selected. Every ingredient, every dosage and everything. And obviously it became very pricey. So uh, the thought was like, uh, you know, I, I don't know if anyone's going to be buying it. Probably like just, you know, elite athletes and those that really want this type of product might actually interfere a little bit with the Enigma, might be misunderstood. But yeah. the truth is, is that now, I mean, again, cells are very, very strong. Uh, two new flavors already in development, and they're going to be probably wow. approved on Tuesday. So it's moving fast. TG was the only reviewer who actually received the product. So I think that his yeah, review, review will drop uh, tomorrow. Yeah, his review is coming up. And again, you know, we said, I don't know, like, is that... TJ kind of a product. I think he's getting annoyed with that question by now. And he goes, yeah, send it over, you know, because it, it, it's not right. I guess, you know, uh, sometimes TJ is viewed as this like steam junkie kind of a channel, but it's not true because, and he made a very valid point to me 
I think you said about steel, right? Was it steel? Steel support, anabolic, adiabolic. Yes, similar, yeah. uh, similar profile. Yeah, yeah and uh, and he said that that was actually one of his most reviewed products at the time. So I think it has uh, that video has like uh, seventy thousand or eighty thousand views. The steel uh, adiabolic uh, review. Yeah, people care about the category. It's more about what people care about, right? And what it. A hundred percent. And I think that uh, you know, just because it's not hooligan or assassin, uh, there is no reason why it cannot be reviewed. And yeah. you know, it's still nothing to be ashamed of because it's a solid product. So uh, you know, we're just expanding a little bit more, but it's trying to stay true to our core. Yeah. So we got a question for for TJ, and then I'll fall back to you, Robic. So I saw your 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 review on Lionheart. Okay, and I hadn't tried the product yet, so I jumped over to Robic and said, "Mint." I'm like, "What the hell are you throwing?" Because I remember you said, "Oh, I taste a bit of mint in this." Mm -hmm. And of course, Robic and I, like, I don't know what TJ was talking about. So then I got my hands on the product, and there is something in it. I don't know. I don't know if it's a chemical reaction. It's not a bad thing, but I, I, at first I thought you were crazy. I'm like, "Who's going to throw like a, an herb <laughs> in the product?" But now I do taste something. It's a great product, but I do taste a little something. Yeah. Um, but I, but I guess Robic, with this lower stim product, I don't know if you're a data guy, have you noticed new customers now coming to a pollen because now you've kind of opened the door to the less stim junkies? Uh, I think that it's very hard to judge me, <laughs> even though it's my brand. I think TJ is probably from a marketing perspective, he's going to be able to explain the success a little bit even better than I do. And I'm probably going to let him do it instead of me because, you know, the obviously, the sales are growing, the pollen is growing, the brand is growing. Um, I believe that we stay true to the core of a hardcore premium brand. But at the same time, in terms of like the growth itself, I mean, TJ has been observing and guiding and helping for the past, you know, from the beginning pretty much. So I think he's going to have considering not just the pollen, but he witnessed a lot of brands, just like we talked about Sparta and Ratcon and whatnot. Uh, you know, even Shane said to me that, uh, you know, in terms of a hardcore, uh, Apollon is probably the most successful company ever because uh, hardcore usually has its kind of like a cap and it's uh, usually a lot sooner than where we are. We keep on growing. So I think because, you know, it's not hooligan and it's not assassin, like I said before, I think the explanation or the reasoning for success, I think TJ is going to be able probably to explain a little bit better why. Yeah, I think I think generally speaking, that's true. There's not a lot of uh, listen. There's a lot of hardcore products out. There's not a lot of hardcore brands. Yes. Okay. So it's a it's a, and it's a big difference. So and and like Robic mentioned, I come from a marketing background, so that's a very very big difference. And there's also like we mentioned before, there's not a lot of brands that kept the hardcore identity over time. So I think that. Right, you, you could almost argue to say that Apollon is not the, the, even the most successful hardcore brand. It's one of the only hardcore brands, mm -hmm. real brands. So that's and that's a thing. Now, as far as expanding the the category, as far as expanding exposure and stuff like that, I think that people underestimate. And we talked about Redcon One, which is a great example. I think people underestimate how much uh, audience there is for hardcore. Right or super high quality or loaded. There, there is an audience. It doesn't. Obviously, it's not uh, my wife, maybe, but there is a lot of people that want to get high quality. They want to get something that they think was formulated for high performance. 
There is a lot of place for that. You will never get to mass, mass, mass market also because of prices and stuff like that. But you definitely, I mean, you know, it's like when you think about uh, income, right? There is the top 10%, there's uh, middle America. Middle America, high-end middle America is, is a lot of people, right? Or definitely if you look globally. So I think that from that uh, regard, that's the thing. Now, I think what's happening with Lionheart or what's happening with uh, Over the Top or what would happen with... Uh, with a couple of other products that uh, it's a similar, but by the way, still supplements is another one. That's a hardcore brand that kept hardcore and it's a brand, right? It's a brand. It's not, there's not a lot, not a lot. You can count them. You, it's it's going to take you time to come up with, with names of hardcore brands. And I mean, hardcore, not shit, the uh, Blackstone Labs that sells, sold uh, steroids, right? I'm talking hardcore uh, general sports nutrition. So there's, uh, so there's not a lot. Anyway, bottom line is that once you build a brand and you create an audience and you create trust and you maintain that trust, you don't fail that trust, right? Then you are able to expand into other stuff, whether it's uh, the immunity stuff we talked about or something like uh, Lionheart or other products because you built the trust with the, with the customers and, uh, and they tell the story. And then other people coming into the brand and you see people use, I mean, a steam junkie would use an intra workout or a steam junkie would uh, want a day off or a steam junkie. I, I use Lionheart uh, for HIT. I do not, uh, I mentioned that in my review, I, I cannot fight or shit like that. Probably could probably kick my ass in like five milliseconds, but it's a great HIT product. So I think you build trust with the brand and then you, the consumer just trusts you for their next use case. That That's what happens. But again, as far as hardcore, Man, we can spend now half an hour and come up with names of hardcore brands. It's not, we're not going to come up with a lot. There's not a lot. Yeah. Brands, brands, not products. Because, you know, I review shit that was manufactured in uh, probably in Robix Neighbors uh, bathtub or garage. That's not brands. It's hardcore products. It's not, it's not a brand. TJ, would you think for overall pre-workout users that it's, like maybe 50, 50, what do you think the percentage was, is for high stim users? And what I high stim, maybe 350, 400 megs of calf plus versus under. I mean, do you think it's pretty, do you think people are still gravitating more towards the lower stim? Or is it like a whole new world now that everyone's going more high stim? I don't think that there's, uh, I mean, the caffeine, amount of caffeine in the product, I think that it, it really, first, it really depends again on the audience. If you're going general, general, general audience, the people who do not, aren't, were never exposed to anything beyond what they see on vitamin shop or whatever, then yes, the seller will tell you, dude, this is 400 milligrams of caffeine, yeah. just, just that you know, right? But I think that it's, it's becoming less and less because it's such an informed economy that we live in. Everybody knows everything, YouTube, social, whatever, you know everything. Yeah. So I don't think it's the amount of caffeine anymore, right? 500, 300, 400. I think people uh, put hardcore in the sense of usually today, either it has like some crazy amount of caffeine, mm -hmm. right? Like 600, 700, yeah. whatever. Or it has some, uh, you know, more exotic stuff like DM something or yep. Raya or whatever. Otherwise, it's not even falling. I don't think you can put uh, 400 milligrams in a product and call it hardcore anymore. That That's gone. <laughs> It's not, it's not a thing. Uh, it's more about really first the brand it, it uh, belongs to and then the stuff that you add on top of that. But I do think that to your point, Sean, I think that you are, uh, it's very interesting. I can tell you my, from my point of view because I interact with a lot of people. It's almost like, um, 
it's almost like porn, right? You get desensitized at some point. Like people are like, oh, what? It only has like 200 milligrams of DMHA and uh, 500 milligrams of caffeine. Do you have anything stronger? Did, did, did you? So I've used this, you know, like people would go and say, dude, I used uh, whatever, assassin, uh, decimate, whatever. I used some, dude, but I need some, dude, is there something stronger? Is this something, fuck, man, dude, what do you mean stronger? What do you want? Like, like a baseball bat in your head? Like, and, and there's uh, people get used to something and then they want the next excitement, right? You see yeah. that with a lot of stuff in life. So to your point, I think that even when now you put out something and it has like 200 milligrams of DMHA and 100 milligrams of this and two milligrams of this, people say, oh, wow, okay, yeah, what's next? Like, what's the, what's the, what's the next big shit? How can you put more? Can I take more? So yeah. there is that part, which I think is always like bringing up the threshold. Uh, but for the average Joe, listen, there's always the average Joe. I think the average Joe, and you see, if you look at the pre-workouts that are out there, the, let's say, generally, I would say there's not a lot of innovation. Let's start with that, right? There's not a lot of innovation. The ingredients are what the ingredients, once in a while, someone will come up with some pump ingredient, this and that. It's not, I think the innovation today, and definitely in the general market, there's not a lot of innovation. Yes, mm -hmm. ingredient here, ingredient there, but it, it's not like you're, Really, in reality, you're taking something that was produced today. It's probably as good as something that was produced three years ago, if it was good. If this thing was good and this thing is good, they're both as good. I think that there's more, the innovation today comes from first putting the money into these products, like really sourcing yeah. high quality ingredients. That's why, you know, labels are just fucking labels. is because you can try the same, literally the same product. And it doesn't feel anything like the one you tried next to. Purity of ingredients, DMHA is a huge thing. The purity of the ingredient, alpha yo, DMHA. There's so many things that you and first. So so first, like I would say, putting the money to actually first, first and foremost, actually put the shit in the product. Let's start with that because there's so many products that don't have anything in them. Um, I reviewed the fabric. I didn't post this review. So, swear to God. I think the pills are empty. Like, and, and, and this shit reads like you read the label. I, I think the pills are empty. Like literally there's nothing in it. I, I think it's air. It's like placebo. And uh, so first put the stuff into it and then the purity of the ingredients. Right. That's very important. And then really knowing. And I think that one of the things that uh, Robic would probably attest to that. One of the things that I think got, got lost over the last uh, two, three years in the steam junkie world is the actual ability to formulate like uh people yeah. lost the sort of respect for the ability to formulate all they want all they're looking for is oh this shit has 200 milligrams of dmha this thing has 400 milligrams of dmha must be twice as good right and again totally ignoring purity and also how shit interacts together it's not just put stuff to, I mean, how many, I mean, Sean, you used a hundred products that felt like shit. And even yeah. though they had like, whatever, I don't know what's in them. So formulation sort of lost the, people lost respect for formulation, I think in pre-workout. Just, just give me that, at least on label, just give me that. And that's by the way, why I started the channel from the get-go, right? Because to, because experience is what matters at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, anyway. You know what? It's it's funny because uh, as a brand owner, I should be like right now disagreeing with TJ. Uh, unfortunately, I can't because he's right. I mean, he's right on the money from an assassin per, uh, perspective. Assassin was always good. It was great. But uh, if we are going to um, and I always like, you know, if I catch you with something or uh, 
if I see something is wrong, I'm going to call you out on it, whether you like it or not, even if you are my manufacturer. So we manufactured Assassin uh, initially with this company that if I told you who they manufacture for, you'd be shocked. You'd be absolutely shocked, but didn't piss me off yet, so I'll behave. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, this company manufacturing the company, I mean, the, this particular manufacturer has been in trouble before also, but he manufactures for quite a few companies and um, certain things I started to be a little bit suspicious about. So we went to somebody else who I really, really trust, a good, a good friend. And, you know, his manufacturing facility is amazing. And, um, you know, they test everything. They show us everything. If something is off, they throw it right out. And we did Assassin 6.5 with, uh, with TJ. And it was a collaboration. And, and uh, everybody was saying, what's the difference? Well, the only difference was it was a different manufacturer. That was the only difference. And it tasted absolutely horrendous. Uh, that one tasted so bad that it was probably among the worst tasting things ever. Thank God right now we, we've been, we managed to improve um, Assassin flavors, but that one tasted bad. But in terms of pure performance, it was destroying Assassin 6. Destroying, it wasn't even close. We're talking about, about TJ said, what, 15, 20% felt stronger, and it did. Yeah. And everybody thought, you know, even Justin Hall and I kind of got into a little something where I forced him to pretty much apologize because he called out basically me and TJ directly saying that there is nothing different in It Assassin. was the same formula, literally the same formula. It was literally the same formula. And, yeah. you know, but it did feel different. So TJ is right. You know, the sourcing, the, where you manufacture, everything comes into a play. Yeah. So that was one number one example number two shout out by the way on 6.5 go watch ari's uh review of 6.5 where you like a little pussy girl just oh, he, 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 he totally bitched out on that one but uh if you if you take something something different uh, something something else that tj just mentioned and it triggered me because he said like there is little to no innovation he said and you know what <laughs> he's fucking right there is none, you know, you, I could name right now a few ingredients that came on into the market in the last year or two, and they were, uh, what is it, game changers, and they were, uh, you know, amazing. <laughs> you know, Love you, Ari. Love you, Ari. Yeah. But seriously, watch Ari's video, Garage yeah. Team. Uh, uh, Ari, Ari, you're cried a good... like a little girl. Yes, yes. And, and it, yeah, you could definitely fucking consider sex change operation because you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're we just love a you. buff for being a girl but other than that that's it you, you're <laughs> you, you could be a good looking bitch but uh, you're a bitch <laughs> you, but we love you nevertheless uh, so you know what when he said about innovation like take for example Bloodsport right so Bloodsport was uh, again it was DJ's crazy idea that I was fighting for a while we put it together amazing product probably one of our best products right now uh but what's in it nothing nitrates and nothing nothing that doesn't exist there is no breakthrough fucking ingredient there is nothing innovative there is nothing that other companies do not have access to it's it's everything that's been available for years the difference is it's fucking fully dosed 
It's fully dosed. It's put together. It's actually what? Eight, nine ingredients. Nothing fancy. It's just a fully dosed ingredient. It has no fucking flavor to it. Yet we have difficulty keeping it in stock. What was preventing other companies from doing it? The well, now you see now after uh, the blood sport launch, a lot of companies are starting to come up with some. Yeah, of course. Of course. And everybody now wants some flavored. By the way, just that you know, Robic didn't like Robic fought me at the beginning when I said. Yeah, that. I was like, that's a stupid idea. You know what? Because like because I mean, we had this conversation and we have them like at least once a month. And he goes to me, yeah, you have bloody hell. Great. He goes, you have bare knuckle. Great. You have this. He goes, you know what you need? You need an unflavored pump formula. What the fuck is wrong with him? You know, I mean, another one, it made absolutely no sense at the moment. I mean, we started to kind of reevaluate. I talked to a friend of mine who owns a supplement store here in New Jersey, Patrick. I was like, oh, TJ came up with this idiotic idea. He goes to me, no, he says, we need it. He says, that would like really, really help. Um, and Apollon is not the first one. I mean, there are other companies yeah. that have done it. It's just when it comes to, again, it's just fully dosed. It's very expensive to put together. Uh, we probably could have charged a lot more for it. We tried to stay as reasonable as we could, but there is no innovation. You know, the information is there. It's just the bottom line is companies are trying to save money and put the best possible product in the cheapest possible way so they can have more margin yeah, by the way robic just that you know it's it is still i think and someone can correct me the only uh pump formula that has only unflavored oh yeah maybe maybe i don't think anyone did it that's what i'm saying i think that the whole notion of hey this was designed to be added up don't confuse this with any other shit. that is still i think the only one it's all, and it works, and again, but uh, the main reason why I use this as an example, there is no yeah, innovation. Right, right, there, is yeah. none. there is absolutely no innovation. You know, we have so many great ingredients that came on, on the scene, and I'll give them credit, like Cellflow 6, fantastic, fantastic ingredient. Uh, you know, there, 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 there are some good ones, but to say that, uh, you know, we, we have today still ingredients that have been around for years some of them have been around maybe for a decade or so and it's not that difficult to put a good formula you just have to put a good formula and like uh, tj said it's going to cost you money the testing is going to cost you money yeah. good manufacturing will cost you money uh, good also. ingredients will cost you money you know good sourcing all that will cost you money it will add to the cost but yeah. if you put out a good product the customer will appreciate it because they're going to feel that it works. Right. I also want to say for people who are listening, this is interesting because I think people uh, sometimes miss, uh, again, what takes into making a good one. So you need to, yes, formula. Yes, good ingredients. And that's very important, actually. And then, like Robic said, testing. Because you can, you can go and ask the manufacturer to manufacture something and get shit on the other side. Less yep. quantities not the ingredients you asked for. There's another element, which is sourcing, which I can tell you, again, people don't understand what goes into actually doing this right. Because if you, if you decided that you want to source, for example, a high quality DMHA, uh, you want to make sure, you know, the, the good ones, they know where this DMHA is coming from. And if they can't get that DMHA from the China, wherever it gets from, right? If they can't get the same source and they don't twist for the same source, they're going to get a different DMHA. It might be a totally different experience. The label will look the same. Everything will look the same, but it's going to be a different experience or the alpha yohimbine or whatever it is. So it takes a lot into making these. Uh... At the end of the day, that's why labels are just fucking labels. 
right? Yeah. And experience is what matters. And you either feel it or you don't. Fuck the label. That's uh, that's the bottom line at the end of the day. Even though sometimes when I say fuck the label, it's like Robic gets all sensitive and starts like, yeah, no, my shit is the right, Robic. You, you. Yeah, it's true, but my shit is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robic, I have to ask you to lower your voice because we woke up fucking Sleeping Beauty here. Yeah, what the fuck, Alan? I mean, you're an old guy. I mean, hey, Alan, it's my fault. My fault. I have uh, like a heavy schedule. Damn. Right, so we'll, burn through, we'll burn through some questions here, guys, because I know, I know. Obviously, I appreciate everybody's time. Um, so this one, so I don't usually don't out the questionnaire, the questioners, but this is from JoJo. <laughs> Who would win in a boxing match, Sean Robic? So you know the old meme of hold my beer, for me it would be hold my teeth, and we're going at it. Yeah, nobody, nobody would win because you see the thing is the line is so fucking long of people I want to punch in the face, and Sean is at the very end. He's not even in the line. <laughs> plus, plus, you know what? He's usually in the old homes, you know. So you know, most of the time he's with a nurse. And she's probably attractive. I can't take away his fun. I just have my loaded cane and just smack you with it. Oh, there you go. You see, so it's not even a fair fight. I would lose. So for both of you outside the fitness and supplement industry, who do you see as an inspiration? Or do you mm. have inspirations? That's a great question. Oof. I'll tell you mine. Like, I'm, I'm super impressed. Uh, it may sound a bit uh, sort of uh, generic, but I'm consistently impressed by people who are always hungry, consistently impressed, whoever they are, it almost doesn't matter which industry they come from, whatever they do, people are consistently hungry. I mean, I'll use an easy example. So just that we all connect, think Elon Musk, right? Oh yeah. The dude is always hungry. He is as hungry now as he was 30 years ago before he had a dime to his butt. And he's what, the world's richest man? So, and he's always hungry, he's always innovating, he's always trying to find out what's next. He's always, and I know a lot of people ask people, well, why are you doing this? Like, you know, why, why does he, and he's still, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I promise you, he probably talks about it, sleepless nights, super yeah. concerned when the new launch of SpaceX comes up or his Tesla has a problem. And theoretically, why does he need? So I'm always, in, I'm, I'm inspired by people who are always uh, hungry. Now I want to I want to go over to the other side for a second, and then I'll let Robic talk. I'm also super impressed by people who can find peace. That is, I'm super impressed by also. So, which is the exact opposite of of Elon Musk, right? Because I don't think he has peace. Um, so I'm very inspired. Unfortunately, I'm more the Elon Musk. Not I mean, I'm more always. Uh, I can't find peace. Let's say. Uh, but I'm very inspired by people who can find peace. People who are, conf you know, comfortable where they are, but they are really comfortable where they are. They, and I think there's a very big difference between being numb and being comfortable. It's very different. I'm very impressed with people who are said, hey, you know, this is my good place. I'm happy and I want to live yeah. a happy life. And their measurement is happiness and how they feel. I have my sister, by the way. My sister is like that. She's she's not crazy. She's not trying to, but she she enjoys life. She lives life. She lives life, and um, that's also. So I try to learn from uh, or to be inspired from both sides, both both ends of the uh, equation here. Yeah, and, uh, I think that you know we we all like watch you know movie stars and athletes, and we always 
sort of inspired by them and we sometimes look up to them i'm, I'm saying we because it's just kind of like very broad but uh we don't know them we don't know where they come from like really come from we don't know their background we don't know like what they feel inside uh what pushes them and uh, i don't think we can identify with them you know um mm -hmm. no matter what it is or what uh uh what walks of life or what industry they're in so i actually more inspired by people who are around me and uh tj is completely gonna be not surprised by my answer but it's the very very powerful inspirational motivational three women in my life uh and that's uh, marina melina and carolina those three women they come from different backgrounds uh three different countries actually also the union but different um driven religions and everything but to see then in and out uh the daily not struggle because that's not the right word but the the drive the, the determination you know and never giving up i mean even as we speak right now marina runs a pharmacy in brooklyn and uh you know the the lady who's helping her out uh, her assistant is on vacation guess what carolina gets up in the morning she says i'm there you know what so the woman literally has i mean tj deals with her very very often and he knows that woman is a young 32 year old woman who absolutely has no break yes she has no weakness no nothing and when 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 something like that when you when you watch these strong individuals these three strong women do what they do on a daily basis most of the time when i want to complain and i want to be like ari a little bitch you know what i'm embarrassed and i'm like okay you know get up and you know man up and you nothing like Ari you're more like them you know even though I'm actually, I, I am I am more like Ari to be honest uh, <laughs> sorry today, uh, today, today is not a good day to be you you know everybody is unleashing on you but that's just because but, but actually Ari speaking of you know it's so funny Robic how um Ari is actually very strong in that's what I, was, I was actually yeah. no I was gonna say when, while you were uh, talking about uh, Kay and uh, Lena and Marina, I was actually thinking about stories like Ari's. Yeah. That, that are super inspiring. I shared with Ari actually this uh, YouTube channel I started watching. It's called The White Soft Underbelly. Check it out. It, uh, yeah. It's this amazing guy that does interviews with people from Skid Row, you know, like, like, and all of them had like this shit beginning, most of them, 99%. Some of them bad choices, most of them shit beginnings. Anyway, the people that actually went to hell, I'll give you an example. You know, we look at this thing, and this is super inspiring. This actually tells the Ari story, and someone who doesn't know Ari, go check his channel and listen to his story. There is, uh, you know, like we, we're in fitness. So I'll give you this example. I was just thinking about this this morning. And, you know, you say, hey, you know, you look at these people who fall into drugs and addiction, and we always judge them. We always judge them. Just stop. Just stop, right? Just snap out of it and stop and go work at whatever, McDonald's and, and just stop. Think about yourself, right? You're saying you're going to be on a diet and then you, how long does it take you to fucking cheat? Two seconds. Two fucking seconds, you asshole. And then you're, you're talking about this guy who has a physical and mental addiction or maybe had like this like terrible childhood and you're asking that, oh yeah, just stop. Just fu stop fucking drugs or physically addicted. It takes us two seconds to cheat on a diet. Two seconds. 
yeah which requires literally close to zero self-control control compared to this stuff so people like ari by the way i, I started watching this uh, white soft underbelly check it out it's like people that were in hell and were able to snap back up and uh, come out i i, I started watching uh, showing this youtube to my kids to have some perspective on what shit looks like what shit really looks like not us white privilege shit what shit really looks like and being yep. able to snap out of it i i don't think for example i don't think that i would i don't even want to imagine what would happen if i had a shit shadow like a lot of these people that go through this yeah stuff. i would probably be i would probably be dead I, I i'm not sure at all that i would have the power to to do the turnaround that ari did or the turnaround that uh, some of the people are able to do, and most of them can't, by the way, just let's be said, it's very hard. No, so it, so takes it, it, it takes Even though Ari is still a pussy, don't get me wrong. No, he's still a pussy, he'll always be a pussy. But, but, it's, inspiring uh, pussy. it's an inspiring pussy. It's, it's an inspiring pussy. Uh, but, but, but yeah, I mean, first time when I, when I got to really talk to him, I was like blown away. Like I was completely blown away what this man's been through and how he was able to turn around his life and what a inspirational, hardworking, loyal, and just kind-hearted person he is. It's absolutely astonishing. The guy will fucking send you a random message. I told TJ, like, what the fuck? He sends a, and we're so used to people being mean and nasty and conniving and backstabbing. When somebody like Ari sends you a message in the morning, I hope you have a great day. You go like, what the fuck? You know, like, why is he sending me this? And then you realize he's just a good, kind-hearted person and a true inspiration. So, you know, Ari, keep doing what you're doing. Keep being a pussy. So usually I'm the butt of all the jokes here, but since this is my podcast, Robic has to be a little bit nicer to me. So today Ari's tagging it for me. <laughs> Are you guys good for a little while longer or do you guys have to run like anything immediately? I, I have I like 50 uh, minutes. minutes yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so let's see. Let, let me go to some of the other ones here. So, Robert, you called out a few brand owners and supplement people on different podcasts. Anything come out of it? Yeah, they're fucking scared. <laughs> I mean, listen, I would be scared too. And, and right I, so, exactly. Yeah, I, I would be scared too. I, honestly, you know what? I mean, I don't call out people uh, unless they, I don't want to say deserve it because I'm not a fucking parent or anything like that. You know, if you're making a shit product, and you stay in your own line, uh, in your own lane, and you keep making a shit product, and you have an audience for your shit product. I don't give a fuck. I mean, keep making. You know, there's customers for McDonald's, there are customers for pizza, and there are customers for you know for a gourmet fucking steak or something. It's fine. You know, there's a market. The market is big enough for everyone. It's not me who's calling them out. It's them who are calling me out. You know, it's just I do it in more direct way and they do it a little bit more behind the back. And it's not just with me. They're doing it with each other. I've seen many, many brands where like they pretty much like praise each other to their faces, but behind each other's back, they talk shit nonstop. And uh, I think like, you know, like TJ said, he has nothing to lose. And that's the reason why he says whatever the fuck comes to mind, because he's a successful man. He comes from a different industry. He does not depend on this not financially not in any other way you know he's doing well uh but for him to be to have a filter or to you know to give a fuck what somebody's going to say just because he's expressing his opinion is ludicrous so at the end of the day when i say something it's never 
initially it's never in a mean way but if you want to have a confrontation if you want to have uh you know a discussion you most likely will lose because the thing is is that i'm i will never argue unless i have facts and, you know perfect example somebody said that uh you know i don't like i'm not supposed to like ghost that's not true i actually like ghost i'm impressed by what they achieved i think that uh, the company is absolutely phenomenal and the same thing is recently tj did a review about this company that everybody was kissing ass and tj absolutely destroyed the product i'm not going to bring up who it is but on the other hand when he was doing a review about uh ghost uh pre-workout he actually praised it he praised it and he spoke very well of them and i thought that i actually liked the pump product i think it's one of the best on the market so uh, you know, and when I talked to Dan, the owner, uh, I told him I wasn't a big fan of his um, Oreo. I mean, TJ and I actually tried it together in my house. It wasn't disgusting by any means, but it just wasn't wasn't Oreo, really. I mean, I was just being honest about it. When I told Dan, um, he actually took it well, and, you know, I mean, it was just an opinion. And I hope he sells the shit out of it, and I hope he's doing very, very well with it. And I know to have a collaboration with a giant, you know, like Oreo, he probably has to pay a lot of money. He had to go through hell to achieve it, and it's a great achievement. So to call a brand owner out, it's not my goal in life. I have absolutely no aspirations to doing it. But if you are gonna, if you're gonna call me out or you're gonna disrespect me, then you absolutely leave me no choice, and you're probably gonna lose. You know, it's just uncalled for. And and Robic is a bit edgy, maybe a bit, a bit? maybe a tad, maybe just maybe. <laughs> so what you're saying is the opposite of Ari being a bitch. This not a bitch. It's just a bit, maybe on the edge, maybe a bit easy to explode, maybe a bit. Just a tiny just a bit. bit Need some sensitivity training. So TJ, you're saying in order not to explode now. <laughs> So someone's going to put your feet to the fire here, TJ. They wanted to know your favorite Apollon product that you've tried over the years. Ooh. It's like picking your favorite child. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, there's like, what, 7,543 products, and Robic's probably launching like six tomorrow. So <laughs> just going through the entire list is uh, is hard. Um, I'll tell you this, though. So... It sounds crazy. If if you ask me which opponent product I use the most, let me let me try like this, right? Assassin. Then, no, actually. No, Enigma, I actually knew he was gonna say not assassin. No. Enigma coconut lime. Yeah. The, I, I, uh, I was going. I was going for that one. I was going for that one, yeah. and uh, for some reason I thought uh, peanut butter cookie protein. So and definitely. The, and the, and the protein. I was gonna say the second one is the protein, the peanut butter cookie. Yeah, that's the ones I use most of the a lot. Like not a lot. The other pre-workouts and stuff like that I switch all the time. So for users use I use that a lot. As far as um, favorite, I don't know. By the way, I think like if you say again now, uh, I really like blood sport. Uh, I, I really I think that's again something that. I can use Bloodsport uh, just a lot more than I use other stuff because I review a lot of things. So yeah, there's not, uh, but yeah, Enigma, like the coconut stuff is, is amazing on uh, Enigma and Chenso and the peanut butter cookie. Favorite pre-workout over, favorite pre-workout, that's a tough one though. There's, there's so many, I mean, there's a lot. 
There's a lot. I don't have a favorite. Can't can't name it. Also, what historically, the, there's two. What about the Converse? What's the worst supplement you've had? ever had? Wow, man, there's so many of them. So worst worst protein I ever had was actually, I think, my worst memory is that neutral bio shit I tasted like two years after years ago. That thing tasted like someone sat in front, like someone faced me, like sat on my face and shit directly into my throat. That was disgusting. Um, worst pre-workout. So it's really, so this is interesting, right? Like I used a lot of uh, pre-workouts that didn't do anything, but they didn't do anything. They were not bad, right? They just didn't do anything. I'm trying to think if there was, oh, <laughs> guys, the original edge of insanity. The original edge of insanity, I think my review is also like, it's super cool. It has like 100,000 views or something. I, I called it edge of a heart attack. That shit. <laughs> I remember, I, I vividly remember what I felt. First, that I think it had more than five milligrams of high-quality alpha-yo, which is the most retarded thing you can do in a product. Like, it is so stupid. There's just yeah. no reason whatsoever. It's so stupid. And um, I first, I, wanted, I, I felt like death, clearly. I remember, I remember so vividly. I think I mentioned that in my review. I had nightmares that night. Like, I started seeing shit. I don't know what happened. Like, literally edge of insanity. Like, literally I had, like, I was, I felt like I'm dying and going insane. That was terrible. That was such a bad experience. That was a terrible experience. And then I used a product, uh, I'll tell you also, I used a product, I reviewed the Carnage. Uh, it's a pre-workout that had uh, quite a lot of niacin, and I talked about my bad experience with it because I just hate niacin flashes. Also, by the way, another retarded ingredient to add in high quantities like it's just so stupid the flashes i tried a pre-workout i won't mention the name i didn't post it yet but that shit had a hundred milligrams of niacin in a scoop damn i was burning for like fucking three hours and niacin flashes like going red everything was red my entire body was red and i was calling the guy nice guy I said dude are you fucking retarded what's wrong with you What's the benefit of fucking putting 100 milligrams of niacin in a product? Like, it's so stupid. With the niacin, there's no benefit on one hand, and you're burning the face of, like, 60% of humanity. So I think these were, uh, like, if I'm trying to remember, Edge of Insanity, though, like, if you had to force me and said, okay, which one, you gave me, like, five pre-workouts, and you said, which one you don't want to take, it would be that shit. Like, man, the original one, not the new ones are okay. The, the original one, oh, shit. That was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> Probably felt to... like Ari felt on uh, Assassin's 6.5, sort of. That that feeling of death. That that product you just said with the niacin, was there beta in that as well? Beta alanine? Which one? The niacin? There was the one beta you just said that 100 milligrams of niacin. Yeah, 3.2 beta. Your senses must have been off the fucking charts. Man, the, the, but only, only niacin. But take 100 milligrams. Don't, don't if you're sensitive. I'm sensitive to niacin. Yeah, so, you're probably not even going to feel beta alanine at that point. Uh, so you don't feel dude you're on it's not yeah. tingling it's not a tingling sensation it's it's nice in flashes it's a thing it's in it's in physics yeah the clothes touching your body burns it's an insane to and there's zero benefit that i suggest to people who put i told this to the guy people who put 50 milligrams or 75 milligrams or 100 milligrams of niacin in a product do not know how to formulate a product they're stupid 
It doesn't make any sense. T same thing, by the way, if you're putting five milligrams of alpha yo in a product, you're a moron. You shouldn't be formulating products. There's no market for this shit. Nobody likes this shit. Nobody likes five milligrams of alpha yo. It's too, or maybe they do, it's like one in a billion. It's stupid. It's just stupid. You want stuff to be productive, not a death experience. Yep. So we've got two more. We have to end on a controversial one here. So for Robic, you have openly attacked both Price Plow and Fitness Informant. But since Fitness Informant made a donation to Ukraine, have you squashed your beef? Um. Wow. Okay. So I openly attacked it. It started basically, number one, uh, Ryan has attacked me. Uh, that's the truth. I mean, initially, Ryan was the one who attacked. He was one of those who attacked Hooligan and Assassin. That was years and years and years ago. And I simply retaliated because I felt like, you know, for somebody who collaborates with other brands, um, I mean, and we know what that means behind collaborates because it's just the truth. I'm not trying to attack him whatsoever. You know, he works with those brands. I felt the attack was uh, unnecessary and I don't think it was justified. You know, if you don't want to take three, four or five or 10,000 milligram of caffeine. It's all your choice at the end of the day. But as long as you don't, you, there is no, there was no need to attack me. He attacked me, I retaliated. I believe he lost that battle. I mean, just me personally. Uh, we since did squash uh, our differences. He did reach out, we did talk and uh, Lucas introduced us to each other. Uh, personally, I had nothing against him, but I explained my position, I even did his podcast. Uh, later on, uh, you know, in 2021, when the whole, brand of the year started he posted something that i did not appreciate um you know when somebody um made um, made comments about upon being possibly brand of the year he said certain things that were simply not true and um you know he had absolutely no base for it so obviously again once again i had to retaliate um you know we kind of kept distance from each other more than anything and i did not agree with certain things but uh you know, he possibly doesn't agree with certain things that I do, which is fine, too. Uh, when the whole uh, Ukrainian conflict, it's not a conflict, it's actually a war. I hate the word conflict. When it started, uh, Ryan reached out to me and he said that, you know what, despite, uh, you know, differences, despite that, he just wants to help. When somebody wants to help and uh, somebody actually gives a shit, uh, anything you know all your differences especially when it comes to something like simple as supplements you can't put that aside because somebody wants to do something noble something decent and does not ignore to what's going on in the world uh who am i to say otherwise you know just because i disagreed on certain things tj and i disagreed on certain things we just did it a lot more professionally and respectfully and friendly because our friendship is more important than discussing alpha yo or whatever because mm -hmm. it's just stupid so i respect ryan for what he's done i'm grateful for what he's done he sent about 10 cases full of uh, fed butters uh you know and it shows that you know it shows a person that actually gives a shit um we are cool we actually texted this morning um i as long as nobody attacks me there is no reason for me to counterattack or to go in and say nasty things or anything like that we don't have to we can be cordial and respectful to each other price plow on the other hand it's a completely different thing it's uh you know when i see somebody op openly biased when somebody uh lies openly with somebody you know uh, says things that are absolutely not true and you're conducting your business in a very, very unprofessional manner, and you simply um, doing 
everything that benefits yours, specifically your pocket. Uh, TJ, I know, for example, and this is just an example, was not really Ghost's biggest fan. But when he reviewed the product, uh, he reviewed actually the product. He didn't review the I company. Wasn't even, it wasn't even about Ghost. Just to be fair, it was more about Ghost dick sucking that was going around. That, yeah. that was my problem. The, the you problem see, I, I, I don't say yeah, I just couldn't see was, so much dick stuck in people's mouth all the time, and that was a disturbing visual. It does the the activity. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah, they're yeah. doing an amazing job of marketing. They're, they're you doing. know, and and the, and the review was positive. You know, just because of a personal disagreements or certain things or dick sucking, like he said, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't fucking uh, you know crucify the comment. And I'm pretty sure. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think TJ bought. Uh, uh, TJ was and the ghost pre-workout for free. No, I'm pretty right. sure he actually bought it. Yeah, he, he bought it, he reviewed it, but he gave it positive review. That shit is not going to happen with price plow under no circumstances. For example, upon, I mean, of course, I'm being biased right now, but we made a lot of noise, positive noise. We achieved a lot in 2021. In a price plow universe, we do not exist. And it's not just us. It's other good brands that unless they pay, they do not exist. Uh, Mark Glazier was on, on the final scoop podcast and we had a very, I would say, pleasant conversation where he was praising price plow absolutely nonstop. Uh, lately, have you heard anything from price plow about Nutribio? Oh, they stopped. I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. There is nothing. There is nothing. What what do you think? What do you think the difference? The difference is there is no. I'll tell you one thing. And I said it in a couple of other occasions, I think, and this is where I think the, um, people who are tracking the beef, let's say, should should be very con- cognizant of. There's no problem in making a living. There's absolutely like, as a media platform who gives people exposure, do product analysis, write blog posts, they can do whatever they want, right? That is totally okay. There's no reason they can be on a retainer like they are, which is making money. That is a hundred percent fine. They serve a need, they serve a need for, for these brands and it's being served. The challenge is the challenge is when you actually do stuff like you do. I'll follow on Robic's uh, point there. You do a top five video on YouTube, and the only shit, and you're supposed to be like a professional media outlet, and the only shit that you have there is the five people that are paying. That doesn't make any sense. That just doesn't make any sense. You cannot do shit like that. Or present yourself. And when Ghost was, uh, when we did that podcast together with Dan from Ghost, who's an awesome guy, by the way, amazing guy. Is was I, that's what I told him also. So I have no problem with them if they want to do a, a, a product breakdown, like an analysis of the label. Like Mike understands shit about. Uh, they, yeah, they can, they can get paid for it. Do an analysis. It's fine. Why, why are you tasting something and it doesn't matter what, what dick they put in your mouth and you're saying it's the best dick ever? It just doesn't make any sense. Do. Un- don't say you're unbiased and it's not enough to put on, on the bottom of the blog post. This might be sponsored. Or- Dude, you're putting a top 10. Like, if, So I understand that neutral buy is not going to be on any top list moving forward. They're, they're already the not. Thing, right? And they dominated they're, they're, every fucking top yeah, list for 10 they're years. Already, they're they already right. not. You know, I mean, uh, that's, not, that, that's the problem. That's informant nominated neutral bar or price plot did not nominate. And and, and the thing is, is that, you know, it comes, it boils down to only one thing. You know what? You are dishonest. And when you call yourself a sub bouncer, you're kind of asking for it. 
You're asking to be attacked. You're asking to be ridiculed because you're dishonest. I mean, in reality, who is Ben Cain? Ben Cain is somebody who was fired, fired from Nutribio and then went to uh, Olympus and I believe was fired from there too. Now all of a sudden reemerges as this crusader. You're not a crusader. You're just getting paid for content. Do get paid. Make your money. Pay your car payments or whatever the fuck it is. Just don't overstep your boundaries and don't go somewhere where you're not supposed to go. You know, he just, uh, I brought it up without naming him. He just did the analysis or whatever that, uh, you know, if somebody's using Gordon and Hygienamine, they're not uh, manufacturing in a CGMP facility. You just praised a raw product called Ignite that has both those ingredients. And you just said that it's a number one or the best hardcore fat burner on the market. Number one, that's a lie. Number two, you got paid for it. Number three, when that payment was gone and, you know, your commitment to praising it was over, now all of a sudden you're attacking brands, even without naming them, but you're saying something that is not true. Uh, you're not a crusader. You're not a sub bouncer. And uh, when we exchanged messages, I clearly stated, they said, I think that, you know, when somebody, a review channel uh, say like TJ, he reviews a product and he gives it a negative review to a certain product because the product just doesn't deliver. That is fine. You know, he tried it. It's not good. And he stated it. And then regardless whether, you know, uh, uh, he likes the brand or not, that's honest. That's true. I have zero problem with that. But when you are basically only praising the products and in your universe, in price, price flower universe, you saying that you are love the industry as a whole, but you're not presenting any news from the industry. You're not talking about other products. You're not talking about other brands. Just talking. You can get paid for the content. That's fine. You know, you are allowed to make money. Do not fucking lie. Do not pretend like other brands do not exist. Do not exaggerate. That's the problem. Because now you're saying that you're helping the industry. You're having the integrity. You're showing the exact opposite. You have no integrity. You're a whore who's getting paid and performs according you know i mean a whore gets paid what x amount of money for a blowjob and then she gets paid fucking twice or three times as much for for fucking you know that's exa exactly the same thing there is probably a price you know there is probably a price like a fucking menu uh the content breakdown of your ingredients is going to cost you that much brand of the year is going to cost you that much because obviously it's paid for that's the problem and the thing is is that it has to be called out i know brands who are doing business collaborating with Price Plow, to me personally, behind their back, they talk shit about Price Plow. They talk shit about how much they hate the channel. And they say, yeah, but I kind of have to do it. No, you don't. I, I mean, Apollo is a perfect example. We did pretty good in 2021 without collaborating, without being mentioned by Price Plow. And that is fine. And I wouldn't mention them even now if the guy would not come on the channel and say, well, you know what? I'm the sub-bouncer. I care about the industry. By the way, if you have hoarding in hygienamine, you're not manufacturing, you know, with a proper manufacturing facility. You're manufacturing in the bathtub. Well, you're now attacking me. Is that a sub-bouncer? Is that a thing? I thought that you mentioned it in... Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's Ben King. He's a sub-bouncer. Yeah, sub you know, he's a tough guy. But the thing is, the tough guy, when he sees me for some reason at the event, he runs in the opposite direction. Yet I'm half his size. That attacking means he's not stupid. <laughs> i'm not I'm gonna argue with that <laughs> oh man well guys it's truly been a pleasure i know you guys have busy afternoons tj this has been long overdue you know it, it's it's truly been a pleasure um i had one last question here from somebody and i'll say it out loud here is this a one-time thing 
having TJ and Robic on the same <laughs> podcast or more to come. We need a female only if Ari joins us. <laughs> I was going to say Carolina, but you had to throw Ari. My God. No, uh, Carolina scares us. Yeah, Carolina savage. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, definitely bring Ari. We'll do a, we'll have a foursome. My first yeah. Robic sport this week. So there's, uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, I mean, we can definitely try and do this again. I, yeah, I have the biggest problem. I have a big problem. But uh, yeah, this has been fun, Sean. Thank you very much for it. Yeah, thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. And TJ, hopefully I'll see you again in October. Hopefully you'll come back up to the Apollo seminar and we'll have dinner again and have a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not going to miss the seminar. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to come to the seminar. Definitely, guys. See you then. Thank you so much. Jeds, thank you again. Have a great rest of the afternoon. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, you happy?